Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. What's up, everybody? Let me intro. Let me introduce everybody on the panel. Hi, my name is Kenny. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. Uh, I make YouTube videos. Beneath me is Pierre, one of the biggest Knicks fans in the world. They ride in half. On my shit, you. I'm on the side of you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's always different. It's always different. I'm always in this corner when it comes to the video as the as the filmer. Um, beneath me, Pierre. Biggest Knicks fan out there. We got a Lakers fan, Anthony Davis, finally back. We'll talk about that. And above him, we got a man that represents probably four teams now. Because I keep seeing you rep the Washington Wizards on Twitter. And it's not, even, it's not even just normal, oh, they going crazy, good job. It's like, let's go. We taking this playoff spot. So I need some explanation. I put money on FanDuel for them to make the playoffs. Okay. So this is the question, though. Are you a Bulls fan? I did not have any faith that the Bulls were going to make the playoffs. Are you a Bulls no fan? Faith? I no, I am. I did not believe that they were going to do it. They just didn't look like the team. Wait, the reason I chose the Wizards that I felt like they were going to do it is just I know Russell Westbrook has that mindset that like he's not going to allow people to say no. Like he's going to go out there and try to make the impossible possible. Like he's that dude that's going to try to go out and make make shit happen for his team. And he's the one that can go out there and stuff the stat sheet. And do what he need to do. I so, didn't really feel like the Bulls were gonna do that. How how much money did you put down? It was only like fifteen dollars. Fifteen to turn into it was like eighty dollars. So so you're actively rooting against the Bulls for eighty dollars. That is I didn't root against the Bulls. I that's what you're doing. I didn't believe in the Bulls. No, but you're rooting against the Bulls because you want to see your money turn into eighty dollars. It was just it's just a little fun bet. I didn't believe in the Bulls to make it. No, 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 no. What Contreras is saying is this. It's not just a little fun bet when every single night you constantly. Well, and also I'm happy because hey, 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 we are in the <laughs> Xbox party, and that's another thing. Well, unless it's Tuesday or Saturday, we really don't hear or see your ass. But us three all every day talk, and we constantly see your ass being the number one. You have people in our community who, whenever the Wizards do anything, they now correlate that to speaking to you as if you're the Washington Wizards spokesperson. <laughs> that has not no one's tweeted me about the Washington Wizards or DM me about but, Okay, it. but do you understand what I'm saying? Oh my God. For, for, you, for you to be rooting for the Wizards, you're rooting against the Bulls. I get it, but I'd also, I don't have faith in the Bulls. <laughs> but that, okay. All right. He just gonna play stupid like he always do. I, I, hope, I hope the people at home understand what I'm trying just, to say. Oh, I do. Just like just like when we were talking about the girls, NBA Twitter girls, that one episode, and he legitimately plays stupid for an entire episode. I want to tell the fans at home, <laughs> Derek is an actor sometimes for y'all. He's very he good at it. He's he's very good at it. So. He legitimately plays stupid for y'all. And my other two co-hosts, Contrell and Mike, can witness right hand up. As soon as the camera stopped recording the Zoom, he started talking about the Twitter girls and was saying the things that y'all wanted him to say. At first, we brought it up. Huh? What? what? Camera goes off. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Bad. I can't even lie. Am I lying, y'all? It's no, no cap. No cap. He's playing stupid so good that. And look, I, he tried I, to keep a straight face. Yeah. He's trying to keep a straight face. Now he's going to be, oh, what? I just want my $15 to turn to 80 Then the camera go off. No, for real, for real, though. I'm just, I'm whatever he gonna have something to say. And also, I want to remind you, Derek, because again, we had this conversation in the Xbox party. And shout out to the fan who reminded me. I don't know who your name is, but please, um, somebody tweeted me or DM me 
Like, hey, that's going to be so crazy when Kenny got to pay you from y'all bet. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about the bet. So whoever that was, this was recently. This is like a week and a half or two weeks ago. Whoever you are, tweet me with a screenshot of that tweet because I do not know who you are, but I want to follow you back. I want to do something for you. But it, we talked about that, um, you know, the Bulls versus Knicks will be better bet. The season had canceled, so we renewed it for this season. I don't, I forget what episode or if it was on the Xbox part, whatever. But a part of that was you too in that bet, sir. I know we talked about it. So keep rooting for the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> and that eighty dollars is gonna be. You giving me. all of that money to there? I mean to Pierre. So. <laughs> our, our bet was a bottle of wine. That was our bet there. Yeah. So. I'm a I'm a shop I'm a shop around and see what's some real good fine wine mm-hmm. to use. So wait, cap. there's no there's no cap on y'all wine. It could be a five dollar bottle or a hundred three hundred dollar. I don't know how wine. I goes. won't do them like three hundred, but I'm definitely gonna make it five dollars. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I actually I actually what I actually hope to find an eighty dollar bottle <laughs> 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 to teach him to never go against his team. You stay with your team, man. Don't go. I'm gonna teach you some loyalty. So actually, I'm gonna try to find an eighty dollar bottle um, that in that range. Mm. So just because I have more faith in the Wizards, mean that I don't believe in the Bulls. That's exactly yes. what. That's that's literally what, what that means. Bro, wasn't it was just like yeah. two weeks ago? You had the Bulls shirt on. You was talking about we this, we that. Yeah, we. <laughs> and they just disappointed me. But but listen, I am disappointed too, Derek. But I'm never gonna bet against my boys. I just won't. I just won't. Uh, yeah, I won't. Pro- I won't. Pro- I won't profit off of them being ass. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Derek is actually funny because he legitimately just asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> so since I'm since I bet against them, that mean I'm rooting against them. <laughs> I'll bet against them and hope that they won. Like I've literally done that. Like I've been like, I don't think they're gonna win this game. I'll put money against them. Your actions spoke louder than your words. Mm. You ain't believe too much in them to win if you bet it against them. You weren't hoping that they. You wasn't hoping to lose money. Come on now. No, I wasn't hoping to lose money. Exactly. So he wasn't they hoping lost, that they I wasn't surprised. <laughs> like if they don't make the playoffs, I'm I'm not surprised at all. How how would you feel though? You're not surprised, but how would you feel as a fan if the Bulls end up the 12th seed instead of the 10th I, seed? It wouldn't bother me. Damn. What? Why is that? It's just this season just hasn't felt like it. They deserve it. It's been such an up and down season that it just doesn't even feel like. I really care for them to even be in the playoffs for what them to go in and just get swept. Like it's the Wizards could do the same thing. It would, but I'll, it would be more <laughs> exciting. That's that's the only reason I would like for that. I'm all about playoff matchups that are you're more hoping, exciting and like hoping, more fun to watch. You're hoping it would be more exciting because yeah. the Wizards are still a team that's like as they on the eight game winning streak and they still right there with the Bulls, bro. That says a lot. Yeah, that means that they was ass ass like mm-hmm. booty crack showing ass. Yeah, as Kyron would say, he's showing it to but Mike. He, his pants are on the ground, his pants on his knees. He's showing his ass. So, don't hey, get your hopes up too much that I the started off. Going. He started off injured though. Remember that he was stepping so. He Russell was, Russ was like ass the first month of the season was, for damn, sure. Damn, there looked like he was hurting. His I mean, the Bulls have had their ups and downs too. The Bulls, are, the Bulls have definitely had. At, to be totally honest with you, Zach Levine being in protocol at this time ain't the best thing for them either. Laurie Marketing ain't been around either. They did make a, a, a big, a, a few big mid, uh, mid-season trades. 
that that's gonna have adjust you know adjustments with. So the Bulls ain't had like ain't like the Bulls just been this hundred percent healthy team who just struggled. I mean, after the trade, we all had this hype for them, and they haven't done that. But rightfully so, you know, some adjustments have to be made, and then boom, as soon as it, the time where the adjustments could be made, as you get some familiarity, Zach Levine got to go on the protocol. That shit don't help. Now you got fucking Kobe White. <laughs> Never mind. Shout out to Kobe. But wait, shout out to Russell Westbrook, man. The way he's been hooping over the past couple months has been, um, it's been very good. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they're good. Um, get well soon, Denny Abdiya. We got to show our our love and prayers to to the Clark family um, and everyone that was impacted by Terrence Clark's uh, passing, tragic passing. Um, hope that everybody gets some peace from from everything eventually. But uh, right, rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Terrence Clark, baby. Um, rest in peace. Pierre, uh, wait, 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 Mike. I'm gonna say something, Pierre. You are when it comes to this stuff. When it comes to fandom, you too humble on this show, bro. Because if the Bulls were on an eight game win streak and one of the talks of the NBA, you wouldn't be able to shut me the shut me up about it. Uh, we come we come into the show during the Knicks um, hot streak, and it's we we don't really talk about it that much. What what what's going on? <laughs> Why aren't you expressing that excitement? I'm a I'm a humble fan. I like to show my fan that on like the timeline or Twitter or whatever. But on the show, if one of y'all bring it up, I'll talk about it for 15 minutes. But I don't want to be the dude that's always bringing up my my team. Oh, that's me. I'm, that's me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm humble. Like I, as good as the Knicks are, we like in a race. So like I I don't I'm not gonna get on here and pop my shit and then four games go by and now we down at to seven. the 17. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not doing. That. I ain't that Knicks fan. I'm I'm happy. Which, if anybody follow me on Twitter, they know. Like I said, if one of y'all bring it up and we start talking about Julius Randle potentially being all NBA and all these different things, I'm with it. But I ain't gonna come on here and just make this the Knicks show all the time because, as a Knicks fan, as exciting as this is, it's a little surreal. I don't know how to feel. Right. I, I, I'm not used to feeling like this, so I don't want to speak too soon. Um. So I'm just kind of like chilling and then once you know once we probably get in the playoffs for sure and we locked in at home seat then i'll probably pop my shit but i don't want to speak too soon speak too fast because like i said it's such a tight race bro you lose yeah. one game and you right. in the play in so yep. i'm gonna just remain yep. humble coming here it's hard hey sometimes it's hard to be humble though it's hard it is <laughs> but that but nick fashion is to do this it's to be in a certain situation speak too soon and then be made a fool of, just like mm-hmm. the Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Zion, and all the Knicks fans <laughs> was locked in that that was just going to happen. And then the one moment that, oh, you get the third pick and not the first. Oh, Kyrie want to go to Brooklyn. Oh, KD is going to be a follower and go with him. And now the whole now you're just a laughing stock. So right. we got to learn to chill and just be humble, happy, and uh, hungry. I'm still hungry. I ain't yeah, sad we need to lock that four seat in because okay, I want to play the Hawks in a, in a seven-game series. Mike, I got one more thing before you get to whatever you got. Which fans are having more fun? Is it Knicks fans or is it Nets fans? Because both of them are – six. it's the Knicks fans, right? They're having yeah. more fun, right? And I'm not saying that because I hate the Nets. I ain't the typical Knicks fan. I really don't give a – I'm a Knicks fan that don't give a fine fuck about the Nets. I don't care what they do. I don't care nothing about them unless we play them. But I can tell you that Nick fans, because they should kind of expect it. And there's so much pressure that it's like, 
can't really get excited. You know what I mean? When you're that top dog, it's hard to get excited. But when you're that underdog, it's not expected. Julius Randle was a feel-good story. Derrick Rose is back on there hooping. Emmanuel quickly was a 20-something overall pick stealer to draft type shit. Uh, you know, um, that shit is much more better than we're just going to get all these Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the point I was trying to make. I mean, of course, it's fun for them because they, they are on the road to a championship. And the Knicks, the Knicks aren't right now. They're, they're a great team, but they're not on the road to a championship. But I definitely feel like I'm seeing more Knicks fans' excitement over Brooklyn Nets fans' excitement. That's all I'm, I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, didn't you see outside of Madison Square Garden after the last game? They yeah. got that feed up, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro, the Knicks, the Knicks Twitter account will literally just tweet out, like, Julius Randle. That's it. That's, that's how damn good it is, bro. Like, the good thing for the Nets is, like, it's not like they just had some – They've had the easiest schedule, and they've just been on. They've had a lot of good ass wins. Like even the losses they had against the Nets, them bitches was this close. Like yeah, they they was right there to take them out. So I, if you're a Knicks fan, you just got to feel good, you know. Not only that, but like I said, that defense they play that literally puts them in almost any game. It's you know, real, regardless yeah. of what they're shooting. It still astounds me to this day. I don't know how many games it's still gonna take that Julius Randle really will step back, game you. I, that's still kind of like absorbing <laughs> into my mind. But uh, that's what I got to say about the Knicks. I don't know if you got to say anything to me before I get into the comments. No, nah, it just it just gives me that <laughs> when Joe Kim Noah was top four MVP voting, this team is reminds me of that team. Mm-hmm. Like it just they just come out, they just play that. Stop trying to lay us to the Bulls. I'm not. It just when I'm watching it, it just feels like that Tom Thibodeau team, which it is. It, I mean, it's not, but it it just feels like a Tom Thibodeau team. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. Derrick Rose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't be surprised if Lou all get a 10-day. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I love when the team is I, – I don't like – like, the top dog shit of the NBA, is, it's, it's, not, it's not good unless you like the Warriors because it's like nothing you do is going to be it because it's all playoffs. Mm-hmm. So nothing that the, the Nets could, like, go on a 12-game win streak and we're just going to be like, oh, they're supposed to do that. But, like, <laughs> if the Knicks or Wizards do it, it's like, oh. That top dog shit is just like – when you do something good, you're supposed to do it. But when you do something bad, everybody talk about it. And it, and it always ends bad because only one team can win a championship. So if you're a fan of a contender, more than likely you're not going to win. As right. a Knicks fan, you can go into the playoffs knowing that we might get a series, but it's still a win of a season. But if the Nets lose in the conference finals, that's an L. You know what I'm saying? So it's just right. different, different. And I'm hoping levels. for 76ers Clippers uh, finals. I'm hoping for 76ers Clippers finals. I'm, I'm hoping for it because, man, everybody trying to go to the Lakers or the Nets, that statement will say, stop doing that clown ass shit. Enough of the, the ball licking to try to get to the top. Go somewhere and, and, and do something. Stop trying to jump on one bandwagon. The Clippers and the, the 76ers beat both of them, them, them uh, fantasy teams. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers disappoint. As long as they healthy, bro, they got to they, – they taking that shit, bro. As long okay. as they healthy, man. Right. I'm going to leave it at that, too. Okay. Yeah, me, too. All right, you can get to the comments of the day. <laughs> uh, first comment of the other day comes from CJ22Gaming. Says, Mike was definitely one of those kids in high school who would be changing the slides in the presentation group and letting everyone else talk. And that shit – that's not true. And that shit reminded me of a story. Remember we had a presentation from Mr. James Class KB? That's the same story we always talk about. We was laughing at that kid. Yeah. Bro, in my group, I promise you, I did like 85% of the work, bro. I did like 85% of the work. And I remember the story because I was in the computer lab. Same shit me and Tyler was in. Tyler ain't do no work. 
because you know how Tyler be. <laughs> but I literally said so I was on some petty shit. I was about to say like by Michael Hurt. I'm off for to put none of their damn names <laughs> on this shit. I was so mad I did so much work. Uh next comment comes from B says D Mills won the Jay Crowder argument. He had that man's P starting off with Buddy Hood is a good player to just trying to end the argument why he Buddy Hill isn't a damn bum. So that that was uh one of the votes for P or what not was P, B Mills. That was B. He's actually on the comments a lot. B shit is literally hey, hey, shout B. to B. Keep commenting, brother. B keep commenting, but don't ever utter that somebody is a, in the NBA is a bum. Oh, buddy so, Hill ain't no fucking bum. I'm not no big Buddy Hill fan, but I, I I'm never gonna call him no bum. Never, unless I'm speaking uh, emotionally fast. But B, you had time to t- write that comment. Take your time. <laughs> buddy Hill ain't no bum. Buddy Hill, he ain't no bum. Could he be better? Yeah, but he ain't no bum. No, that Jay Crowder Buddy Hill argument was good because I I'm not no Buddy Hill fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last comment comes from Austin Lyle. Mike, when the debate, when he has to debate for a player, I always start with we talking about one of of one of we talking about <laughs> one of, and then Derek has one. He says you're talking about about a guy who averages a double double, not as a not as a center, but as a forward on his team. Yeah, no, but we do we definitely be having a lot of sayings. Uh, and they said they said uh, Drummond versus yeah. Mitchell Robinson. You kept saying his ass. Mm. <laughs> I did not know until I kind of like started reading the comments. People be telling me I did not know how often I'd be starting sentences was like nah, but a hey, or like I started off with nah. And I'll yeah, but a hey, is your favorite <laughs> shit. <laughs> you finna I'm do like, it? Now. I was about to. It's just they be slipping out. It be slipping out. But that's all I got for the comments of the day. We gonna start off with a little a little warm up though. Okay, a little warm up. We got a fan made game from our good buddy Josh Got Juice. We not gonna acknowledge the KB hair longer than yours. Oh, I'm about to cut my shit, bro. Oh, this shit get longer. So now. he could find no, he could finally have the crown for longest hair in the front group once I cut my shit. Actually, I we could say Caleb's still in there. Caleb shit long. Caleb ass don't count, bro. <laughs> Caleb <laughs> say something in the, the home- chat once a year. He doesn't. count. How can you be not a homie but in the homeboys chat though? <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That must be the number that I don't have saved. <laughs> I don't know who that number is, but yeah, first nah, but question. Caleb, Caleb Fairlong. Go ahead. No, yeah. First question on the quiz Who has the least amount of all star appearances? Y'all could just buzz in Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, or Dirk Nowitzki. Who has the least amount of all star appearances? Dirk. That is correct. Point goes to Team P. D Mills, where was you at on that one? I didn't even hear no, uh, no, think I didn't even see you do nothing. But thank next you. one, next one. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I didn't hear no thinking. I ain't hear no, mm, I ain't hear no pondering over there. Your ass don't act like you don't be, hmm, like your ass don't be intrigued and shit like that. Uh, next one comes from which player does not have a most improved award? Goran Dragic, Jermaine O'Neal, or Jawan Howard? Jawan Howard. Ding, ding, ding. Point goes to Team KB. Come on, Next Josh. Juice. That was too fucking easy. Yeah, that was easy. So. <laughs> Next one. The which player won a championship most recently? Michael Finley, Jordan Farmer, or Darrell, White? Darrell Wright? Darrell Jordan Wright. Jordan. 
It was Jordan Farmar. Emails came in with the late save. What team? I Jordan Farmar. What the fuck? I said Bro, I think he before him. He said you did. Yeah, yeah, come on, Mike. Yeah. Be the host. Thank I you for your honest emails. You need to get on your damn job, Mike. Come on now. <laughs> I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear. All right, that's that's two points. Two thousand ten. Okay. Hey, whoa, wait. What college that boy went to? Jordan Farmer. <laughs> Mm. It's on the west coast, left side of the map. UCLA. There you go. Ah, point for D Mills, big booty shaker, boy, 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 boy. Up top through the camera lens, boy, I love it. I don't know why I thought that Darrell Wright was on the Heatles, but he he won a championship with the first Miami team. Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal. That boy was an eighteen-year-old young boy winning championships. Ain't even had hair on his face. He is the brother of who, Mike? DeLon Wright. Who went to what university? With what Laker? He's, He's not going to get that right. He's not. Well, well, you gave him with what Laker, so that can help. What year is this? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know. Yeah, if I tell you 2014, you was going to be like, oh. <laughs> he went to school with Kyle Kuzma. Now what college? Utah. My guy. Uh, next one is which player does not have three MVPs? Moses Malone, Larry Bird, or Bob Pettit? <laughs> Fuck out of here. I, I know Larry Bird got three in a row. Mo- Moses Malone. Moses Malone got three of them joints. Oh. It's Bob Pettit. Who cares? This man yeah, played in the 50s. I, I, hey. How are we supposed to just know that? I, would, I don't know Bob Pettit. <laughs> the Bird one was easy. Yeah. Pettit, they always give him great cards on 2K, so I just had to assume that he just dominated his era, so I just said Moses Malone. Uh, next question. Which player has played with LeBron? Brandon Hayward, Corey Joseph, or Leandro Barbosa? Wait, same again, same again, same oh, again. Same. Brandon Hayward. Barbosa. Fuck, bro. No, it wasn't it's Brandon Hayward. It's Brandon Hayward. God damn it. Uh, I don't know why I envisioned Barbosa on one of those Cavs teams. Nah. Barbosa played for the seven seconds or less. Sons. No, no, no. Keep no, going, no, Mike. No. Don't even, don't even, don't even acknowledge, don't even acknowledge it. Just keep Sons. going. Sons. Keep going. I don't know why. Going. <laughs> Next one. Who hasn't won a six man of the year? Jason Terry, Antoine Jameson, or Michael Cooper? Michael Cooper. Michael Cooper did not win. So another point for P. This one's a little interesting. Which player has the highest three point percentage for their career? Tony Allen. <laughs> Andre Roberson or Zach Randolph? I'm going to say Zach Randolph because he's a, a can I big hit names man. Before? Can I hear the names again so I can submit my answer? KB might have it, though. TA, Andre Roberson, Zach Randolph. Andre Highest three-point. Andre Roberson. Andre Roberson says his damn... <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the field goal percent. It's 12.5% for his career from three. Tony Allen is the highest <laughs> with... Tw- Tony Allen is the highest with 28%. Wow. Which don't seem that bad <laughs> compared to these other dudes. That no. Randolph was right behind him with 27. Okay. okay. Um, the last question. Who has the second most finals losses in history after Jerry West? Will Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, or LeBron James? Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor has seven losses. He's his fucking teammate. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were in, that, <laughs> in that fighting together. Okay. But uh, thanks to Josh Juice for that. Way to get our morning started with the pod. Right now, what else we have? 
Don't be giving us no quests from the fifties, bro. <laughs> don't don't do that. I was surprised. I was surprised he actually. I thought they were gonna be more relevant, but I was just like, you know what? It's gonna be some shit that just surprised them one day. All right. So, on one of the previous episodes, we talked about players, or we we get threw out the idea of players that could potentially have a Julius Randle type year, a player that we believe had hit a ceiling. That's okay. Cool. But could eventually hit that spot. You're like, damn, out of nowhere, this man just skyrocketing. Now, we're going to talk about this. But if it happens so rare in the NBA that we just talking shit. You know what I'm saying? We just we just have a conversation. More than likely, nobody on our list is going to do this. But it's just a fun yeah. conversation to have. Yes. Yes. So, please do not be in the comments like, y'all forget him. Because there is no answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody does what Julius Randle's doing, typically. Like, this is insane. So I'm, I'm excited to hear the names y'all got, though. I'll go for it. Okay. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, go ahead, D Mills. First one for me was on uh, Lonzo Ball. I think that he has the, like if he gets in the right situation out of out of New Orleans, I feel like he can definitely be one of those lead guards for a team. You can definitely see his true value because his three point shooting is going up, but you're not really seeing his true dynamic as being the playmaker, the number one like ball handler, that type of thing. He's playing alongside Bledsoe, and then Zion's got the ball and all that. So if you put him on a team where he's like the lead guard, I feel like he could definitely show you like his true PG aspects. Is is at this point, Lonzo Ball is basically a three and D wing. That's yeah. that's what they have him playing, um, which is working. You know, I mean, the team ain't good, but he's been he's been very good and he's getting better at his three point shooting. Um, but yeah, is that place Chicago? Maybe. I think it's in the Knicks. We need mm-hmm. we 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 are one of the worst teams in the league in playmaking. Uh, so he'll have we we put the ball in his hands. Um, but when you do have the moments where you want Julius Randle to be Julius Randle, that he's earned the right to be, Lonzo can spot up. He already has played with Julius Randle, so there's a there. Um, uh, or I, 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 for some reason that that just I didn't remember that. So I, was I, at the, I think I think he was gone by then. I think you don't think drafted, they? I think yeah. they played Lonzo's rookie season. I think Julius Ronaldo was there. And then the next year, LeBron came and he let Julius go. I, I, I'm I'm doing a quick Google searching. Don't worry. First year of Lonzo know, Ball, Lonzo. Julius Randle. Hold on. Jordan Farmar's here. I've seen Julius Randle yes. Lonzo community. Yeah, they yeah. they they play Rick, his rookie season. So they, they've they already played together. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Tibbs is going, that defense, to Tibbs is going. Yeah. To me, Lonzo at his highest, and it might not be like the best star player on your team. He's like a he, – to me, he seems like that championship point guard, especially – He's going to be in like that that high IQ type guys just kind of knows like what to do at certain moments. But I think he, it, it still comes down to like, besides just being the three and D for at least for right now, he still got to work on finishing at the rim, how to do that in between stuff. Was, he's trying to now. He's, he's, and that may be Is just he? coming. Cause like, Hey, I, he got a layup every time he gets one or two layups. I'm like, okay, Lonzo, that's a step. <laughs> Cause his games where he really, he really will attempt like 14 threes. You know, and stuff like that. He so said he's trying to because he attempted one layup a game. Bro, I'm telling you. I'm saying this is a dude that doesn't really like He does it. No, I know. I understand. He doesn't attack at all. So I think once he adds that to his game, teams can really be like, okay, this is a dude that we really might be looking at. And this team's already looking at him without this. So. Yeah, this dude is almost dead last in the league at shot attempts at the rim. <laughs> like, he just Which don't be getting to the rim. Six six point guard. You know? And you know what? It wasn't always that way. His last year in with the Lakers, he was pretty good at it. He's pretty good at it, um, and he got there pretty often, but not not anymore. He's shooting 63% of his shots from the three-point line, which makes sense. 
Hey, that's what that's what Coach wants him to do. And you know what? He's he has 38 percent. That's that's very good for him. At the volume that he's shooting it, that's very good. He's already attempted close to as many threes this season than all the last year with 20, 20 less games played. So he's shooting it way more than any other year, and his efficiency is still at 38%. Um, the corner, he's insane. And then, yeah, shout, shout out to Lonzo. I, I, I think that's a good pick because even though he's only 23.4 years old, I think many people have Lonzo as what he is is what he is, which is cool, but I could see potentially a world where he has a Julius Randle-type blossom but again we all live we living in this world of weirdness who's the next player you got mike player i uh, player i got is rashawn holmes uh i don't think he'll ever be like that that's big superstar but i just really like his game i think he could kind of be like the in-between of like kind of capella you know he's got the kind of like that six nine six ten frame a lot of energy runs the floor hard not no top tier defender, but he's a dude that can block shots. He His ass a little delusional too. Cause he said I should be on all yeah, defensive team. No, you shouldn't. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Blame the franchise, man. Blame the franchise. That's all you gotta do. Okay. But no, yeah, he's a dude I, I he's a dude I love to watch, man. And I don't really like, like the Kings like that, but he he's one of my favorite guys on there. Yeah, he I like him too. Career year with the Kings. Yeah. I like him. Uh the Julius Randall shit probably out the door for him. But I could see him being somebody that, you know, plays better than people have expected him to on a different team or even with, with the Kings or whatever. I got I got hey, a I, list of five. Um, just I, give, I got a list too, but just give up. I, yeah, I got a list. I got, I got a list. Do y'all want the most unrealistic one or the most realistic one first? Whichever one you want to do. Let's start off with the most unrealistic one. Um because Julius, this is the way I was thinking about it. Julius Randle last year was good. I mean, not good, but he wasn't bad. He's putting up good statistics. But obviously this year he's elevated it. Um, and I, I went to a player, like this is the most le- least realistic one, that can get you buckets already. You know, he can score a bunch already. He's never efficient with it. We talked about how bad his defense was for his entire career, but now he's playing competent defense. Is there a world where Andrew Wiggins... Is the one to make this jump. Him and Julius Randle the same age. We know he can score. He can, he ain't done it efficiently in his whole career, but we know he can score. So that was the um, that was the least realistic one. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's unrealistic. It's just no, like, it's very unrealistic. I, I'm saying it. Yeah, he's gonna be playing with Stephen Clay and Draymond. So it's like I think his role is gonna stay as it is now, and unless he gets traded to like a team where he's the number one guy. You know? mm. It, it's possible. I mean, it, it's hardly like it's super unrealistic, but it's like the reason I say no to it from like my perspective is just because like I've seen him times around the floor where Steph Curry is not out there and, and he still kind of looks like, hey, let me just be a role player. And he don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, he does have a play. He just went off last night, but like it is times where it's like he does look like he's just still the third or fourth best player, even when he's that guy on the floor. Yeah, yeah, no, he disappears yeah, a lot. That, right. That's the biggest thing is like the consistency, and that's just one thing he's always lacked for whatever reason. The talent is there, but it's that consistency. Mm-hmm. That's the make or break. I mean, Julius Randle is just being consistent with his shit. Julius yeah. Randle had these type of games and a, a blur over here, over there, but now he's consistently doing it. Um, Wiggins is definitely a guy mm-hmm. with the talent, though, especially like D-Mill said, if he get traded somewhere, it becomes more unrealistic. It's unrealistic to me because he's with the damn Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um that contract is so monstrous. I don't see anybody 
trading for it and, and saying, here's the rock with right. be the new Julius Randle. So uh, Julius Randle played for the Knicks. So he had a lot of opportunity to just do it. But if, if, if he was on the fucking Lakers, he definitely wouldn't be, you know, doing this. So I think, um, I think the best thing that could happen to him is if the Warriors decide this offseason that they want to go all in and use Wiseman as a piece for a trade and obviously Wiggins' contract gets enough for them to do a like a max guy if they want to throw in that Minnesota pick. So he might be in a new place next season. But again, uh, this is my least unrealistic player of my list of players. Um, I, I got a few. I got I got a list on here myself. Um, I'm going to throw out a, a funny one, though. Mm-hmm. This is it's not too unrealistic. It's not. But Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is my most realistic one. I swear to God. Terry Rozier is the guy, bro. Okay. Um, Yeah, Terry Rozier, though. I mean, if you look at he's averaging 24 and 4. I think he's like 47% from the field, 40% from three, like on the head. Um, And this is what a team has has Gordon Hayward, LaMelo, all of these different variables and pieces. Um, I still think that, like, he has his moments where it's like very Julius Randle-esque, where he has a 40-point game with seven assists. He's hitting the clutch shots, game winners. Um, so I think if he consistently can be in his role and get more comfortable with it and, and is established himself as a guy for a team, um, whether it's with the Hornets or maybe another team, I don't know. Maybe the Hornets are like, we want LaMelo to really have the rock or whatever. But I like I like like what Terry Rozier is doing this year is like a good stepping stone for him to see, okay, I could be a 20-point scorer in this league. And then it's a good, you know, foundational thing for him to hold his hat, hang his hat on to know that he can do it. And then the next season, make an even bigger leap. I think you have to start somewhere when you're these type of players. And this is a good start for him to, to really let himself know, I can be a, a top scorer and I can lead a team in scoring that's like in the playoff hunt. Like that's a big deal for a guy like Terry Rozier because – I didn't ever think that Terry Rogier was like this. And then right. after he came from the Celtics to the Hornets, that was his kind of disappointment or where it was like, oh, Terry Rogier. But now he's revved it back up. And I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if Terry Rogier went to another team or um, with the Hornets, you know, had the same type of year, but even better. So, yeah. and snuck into like an all-star game. Like he's literally Gordon Hayward and uh, Lamelo is going to take primarily all the playmaking responsibilities out of his hands. He doesn't have to handle it. He literally just has to go out and get buckets. And I think that's where he's at his best. And he's one of those dudes where he's going to come out every game and he's going to get his shots up regardless of if he's making them or if he's not. So his confidence is never shook. And I think that's a good thing that you like to see in young players that even when shit ain't going their way, they still aggressive and they still going to try to get theirs. He he's still in that like killer. He has like a little bit of like that. Fuck it mentality. That's what I like about it. Uh, I think it's just a shot, bro. He has that same mentality going to the rim, too. Like, that nigga be posterizing people for for somebody his size and the energy he brings. It, like, it, it's part of that same shit, Miles Bridges and Lamella. Like, they get that whole team going. So, that's definitely a good pick. Yeah, I think he's a perfect pick um, because he, he, I'm just going to talk about it because he was my on my list as well. Um, he's so similar to Julius Randle in the sense that he already has a narrative associated with his name. Not saying it's the bad narrative or a good narrative because Julius Randle, um, we we were so high as a collective, we were high on Julius Randle once he went to the Knicks, then he disappointed, then we were like, ah, f- fuck that. Um, Terry Rozier, we liked him when he was with Boston. Mike had him as a top 10 fucking point guard in the entire league. His first year in Charlotte doesn't go, t- go, doesn't go great. Then this year he has a big comeback. 
Now, he can hit another level. He's he's 27 years old, so he's a perfect candidate for this because I want people at home to understand we're not talking about players that can that can break out because a 22-year-old, 23-year-old are the players that's going to break out. We're talking about guys that are established in this league that can take another jump, and I think Terry Rozier is great for that. It's, he's the opposite of Wiggins, that he is not afraid of the moment. You he Even if he's going 0 for 7, he won't be just sitting in the corner just existing. He'll be like, all right, it's my time to give me a bucket. And I think he's a, he's the perfect guy for this. Yeah, that's that's a great pick, P. And I, I think he got the numbers to back him. Now, I think this league is like about numbers and about like, you know, something you can hang your hat on. I think no team is really giving people responsibilities without the data now. Like this is a statistic analytic driven league. So you need numbers uh, behind you, I think, to get a role, in my opinion. Like seriously, I, I don't think teams is – Teams see numbers now, and that's how they define if you can if you're qualified for a role. Like I remember talking to Javon about that when he was out here working out, and I was like, "You got that forty, you got that big ass forty percent badge on your resume now from three. And like right. teams love that for the rest of his career, he's gonna be able to say he shot forty percent from three, and that team is gonna always look at that and be like, "Hmm, forty percent <laughs> from three, huh? You know what I mean? Like so, Terry Rozier is always gonna have that twenty point season." uh efficient at 47 percent 40 from three 80 some percent from the free throw line he has the big shots yeah yeah i i, I could see that with terry Rozier. i'll go again um we can go from reverse unless some i'll let something i'll let somebody else go because i don't want to throw out somebody else another answer from somebody else so i'll let somebody else go. well i was going to just do a guy that we're going to see actually play meaningful basketball for the first time in his career um aaron gordon i feel like he might not have that Julius Randle type jump, but we're going to see him actually play in a situation where he doesn't have that pressure of being a number one, number two option on him no more. He's now like the third, fourth option most nights, and we get to see him just go in there, just play defense, do what he has to do. And then he's also a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter now, so you can't really just slag off of him. That opens up the game for Jokic and Jamal Murray. So like, he's just a dude that he's now in an element where I think he's going to thrive Cause like he's he doesn't have like that number one number two option type skill, but we put him in a situation where he kind of had to go out and do that every night. And he never lived up to that hype, so a lot of people like talk down on him. But now he's in a situation where I think you're gonna see his true impact on the game. I don't think it's a bad pick. The only um thing is like we'll see his impact in spurts because he's gonna be at the best, the third or fourth best player on this team at all times. Um. But yeah, that, that's a good pick. He won't have to do this Randall jump, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna have a, no. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a jump at all. He probably just be the same player, but because he's in a winning situation, it just looks better. But you know, I say there is no in a world that he could kind of replicate what Jeremy Jeremy Grant did with for them. You know, we all know. You know, he was a super big part, not only just defensively but scoring too. But I, yeah, I think it's just a winning situation now. It's like it's literally the perfect. It doesn't have to be no. The Magic aren't trying to force him to be some player that you know they try to get him to be several years ago, and he still just hasn't become like. They literally brought him there to be Aaron Gordon. So. Yeah, he and he probably might just continue to be the same Aaron Gordon, but on a winning team, it's going to be more impactful. Yeah. Um, a guy that I had down, um, still relatively young, but OG Ananobi. I think that he's had like times where Kawhi was obviously there. He kind of had to take a little step back. You know, he's been injured. Norman Powell's playing so well. He had to step back. But right now, like the Toronto Raptors in a spot where they're kind of like in that purgatory where they're really trying to see like, 
you know, who we finna keep for the, you know, for the long term and everything like that. And defensively, he he's really that dude, you know, and P loves his dudes. That's like the guard every five spots. He 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 could do that now. Um, he could block shots. He's really pesky on defense. And I think the more he gets offensively growing, I think that, you know, he can knock down the shot, who's well off ball, the more he's going to get comfortable dribbling and making, you know, can he get a little spin move? Can he get a little pull up? If he can get to like around 20 points, he could be elite. I think he could be a lead two-way player in this league. OG and my thing has always been like aggressiveness and confidence. Sometimes he just doesn't have the confidence to go out and try to get his own. Um, but maybe that's just because he, he feels like he has to defer to Cal Lowry and Pascal mm-hmm. and Fred. But I feel like if he just came out and just tried to get his, he could get his. He has a skill set to do it. It's just he passively just doesn't do it. He would much rather just defer to them. Mm-hmm. I think about, like, defensively. Well, Kyle Lowry's going to be off. You're going to have Fred, Gary Trent Jr., OG, Pascal, whatever. So defensively, that sounds ridiculous. Boucher. You know, so, yeah, Boucher. But, like, defensively, like I said, same thing with Knicks. Whenever you're competing defensively, you're always going to give yourself a chance, man. You got to love them teams. It's not a bad pick. My uh, my next guy is Clint Capella. Um, Clint Capella has been amazing this season. It's very under the radar. He's he's in the last uh, in the last 10 or so games, he's basically averaging, like, an 18 and 18. The the team is elite defensively when he was he's on the court, and that's with Trey Young on the court as well. Him and Trey Young got this uh this pick and roll game where like Clint Capella might be the best sealer of defenders in the NBA. So like Trey Young gets to the can get to like the mid range area. Trey Young can either float it up for a basket or float it up for Clint Capella to go get it. Um, so he's basically playing his role with Houston, but he's playing it to an even better level. And I can see a world. Um, mm-hmm. say it again. Atlanta. Oh, you saying he's playing the same role? He's saying, Atlanta. yeah, playing the same role when he's with James okay. Harden, um, but even better. And I can see a role where, like, this is his first time him and Trey Young played together. You know, they traded for him last season, but he didn't play at all before the the league got shut down. So I can see a world with more reps behind him next year. I mean, on paper, he's averaging 15 and 15, basically, which is insane. I can easily see that getting up to 18, 19, 20 points a game. And also the team being very good defensively. You're like, oh, so we got to have a conversation about, about Clint Capella being an all-star. Like, as of right now, what is he, like, the fifth, sixth best center in the league? It could yeah. be better. It could be better. I love I love this pick, and I was thinking about him, too. Because I remember not too long ago, we were just like, well, what's the value of centers in this league? Like, you could literally take it damn near any, like, athletic center, put him in that, that system with the Houston Rockets, and he's going to thrive. Like, Clint Capella has, like, rejuvenized himself this year. Like, he's actually given – like the lead to think about like them. It's a reason why you still want a good ass center. Like it's not too many people that's going to go out in the first half and have 12 rebounds and three blocks. Mm-hmm. Like he, his presence is definitely felt for the Atlanta. One of the reasons why they doing so good. So that, that's a great ass pick. Shout out to Clint, man. I got a, I got another Hawks player. I'm just trying to compare him to, let me see something real quick. One, two, three, four. Very, very interesting. Because I was thinking about another Hawks player on my list. I didn't put him on the list, but I wonder if we're thinking about the same guy. So my guy is John Collins. Okay. Um, and the reason I got John Collins is he's still fairly young. He's not old or anything. I think he's about to turn like 24. But the reason I got John Collins because I think his trajectory is kind of like Julius Randle's in a sense where, like, you both – you know they're both good, especially offensively. You got your answers about them defensively. Uh, can they play the five? They break out and they show you. Like, I'm thinking about Julius Randle in like a year four right now. Like, Julius Randle, 
is a guy who was like, you see, you see some good, but it's like, it's kind of like John Collins, but how good, how valuable. Uh, John Collins is talking max contract. Everybody's first question is, he's good, but is he max contract good? J- John Collins to me is a guy that I think could be max contract. When I look around and see a lot of different guys with max contracts, I think John Collins could be a very productive prototypical four in this league. Um, I think he can, he can shoot. He can dunk on you. He's going to rebound Um, defensively. I think that's a, that's a culture type of thing. I don't think he's ever going to be defensive player of the year or anything like that. But I think if he's a part of a good defensive unit, a part of a head coaching team that, that has defensive structure, like uh, Nate McMillan right now with the Hawks, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to see like John Collins ain't locking nobody up, but he's going to be competent. He's going to be, you know, at least average and at least effective in some type of way. Um, and I think I can see John Collins exploding in, in some random year where it's like, oh, John Collins been solid. And all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, John Collins is a premier power forward in his league. He deserves serious uh all-star nods you know what i'm saying i could see john or i could see a team taking a chance on them that don't have shit but money and being like you know we're gonna pay you because we feel like the hawks don't want to and then he goes somewhere and he just fucking it up mm-hmm. fucking it up and everybody like whoa this yeah. one this dude can hoop so um again he's not like the terry rogier because he's in 27 or 28 and I think Julius Randle is like around that age. He's still young and has potential, but I still feel like people look at John Collins and they ain't they ain't thinking his potential can be all NBA or you know they probably think he can scratch an All Star game. But if you ask around the league what John Collins' value is right now, this is a dude that we thought potentially could be traded at some point of the season because it's like he he sound, some people think he sound crazy asking for a max, but I'm I'm extremely high on John Collins personally. Not a bad pick at all. Who was your guy from the Hawks? Bogey. Because he's older than what we think. He's like 28 already. Um, yeah, that's true. When so, I went to the car shop yesterday, they had an autographed car by him, and it wasn't that expensive. I was thinking about buying it. I'm like, he got, that's one of my guys. He got yeah. extreme pain. But for some reason, he's kind of like a guy that's just like, he don't, it, it seemed like he don't want to do, like, I don't know. Like, against the Knicks, he was trying to be the man. But then you put Trey Young on there, and he kind of, like, shrivels up and just, like, oh, I'll just be a role. He kind of has some Wiggins in him. Not too much Wiggins, because Bogey <laughs> instead of a moment. But at times, like, when he's on the court with, like, Trey and John Collins and everything, he'll kind of just fall into a role. I, li- I like how that's an adjective now. Yeah, he got a little bit of Wiggins in him. I like Bogey, though. I can see that, though. I remember, like, they had times where they basically started him at point guard in Sacramento, and that's where he felt like he was throwing, when he has that ball in his hands, that's when he's going to throw the most. Cause he get the game he on y'all when Lonzo was the hero. That blew the hell out of me. Shit was a deep three, too. But, no, yeah, because yeah, he fits just as well as a shooter, too, coming off screens and everything, being a secondary playmaker. But he does have the potential to do both. So I think it's just going to come as he goes. Maybe he does somehow even get traded again or something like that. But, How y'all feel about Kelly Oubre for this? It seems like he's doing just fine as a role player. Yeah, I I like him in his role with the Warriors. It seems like he's thriving. He had a slow start, but I feel like he's definitely flipped the switch and he's definitely like back. It seems like he's back to the Kelly Oubre that we saw in Phoenix. Like Kelly Oubre in Phoenix was really good. That's why they couldn't afford to pay him. Now he's here. It's something about Oubre that just can't find a home though, because he's mm-hmm. not gonna be a Warrior for long. No. 
Yeah. He don't, he don't he keep like where they kind of just they gonna look to trade him. Like he's an asset essentially. That's why this offseason, I think he's gonna be a free agent and get to find his own home. It's gonna be a nice situation to see what he does. It's it's something about Kelly Oubre. Like he's definitely like a role player. And I but like he has his moments where it's like like damn, Kelly Oubre went for 40 and he was doing his thing, he made it look easy and he like you know, can Kelly Oubre be like one of those dudes? Because hmm. he already like what, like a, you know, at his best so far in his career, he's already been like a 17, 18 point score. What is it for him to go get a bigger role somewhere and just be like, oh, I'm a 22 point scorer now? You know what I mean? Or whatever. So he could score the ball. He's scoring the ball as like a, you know, just as a role player. He wants I think to it be- depends on what he prioritizes. Does he want to stay in these winning situations? or do he, he could go to- somewhere and do it while he's winning, in my opinion. If the Dallas Mavericks sign Kelly Oubre, I don't think Kelly. I think Kelly Oubre could score over there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play. He, is he gonna be their best scorer? Obviously, that's gonna be Luka Doncic. But yeah. I think he could score over there. The way Luka passes in his role on there, catch and shoot, catch some lobs, get out and transition. You remember? Uh, tell me if I'm crazy, Pete, because I know you're a big fan of this dude too. But you remember when Gerald Green's had kind of had that breakout year with the Suns and stuff? With the like, Suns? Hell yeah. yeah! I think he could he could do something like that where it might not be the best player, but his ass you're gonna see like. This reason, this dude is the reason why he a top four seed, and you know, and whatever. I think he could have a, a year similar to that. That was a great year. I wanted Gerald Green to win six man of the year so bad that year. Gerald Green I, is a, a NBA two K uh, league. Yes, legend. We draft him in like round 12, 13. 69 he, overall. Bro, I remember so. I beat my brother Bub at my dad's house with the, that Suns team so bad that he legitimately was like mad at me. <laughs> bro, I beat Bub in 2K. He thought I was cheating. He <laughs> thought I was lag switching or some shit. Like he literally just said he, he, he didn't want to play like, no more. Real mad at me. Like I was like, bro, this is, this is relax, bro. <laughs> real mad. Like your ass weak. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, damn, damn. <laughs> but yeah, that Gerald Green. That was that was a. That, they had like him. Drogic was improving and was like borderline. Also, that was a real good year. Um, Joe Green was a monster back in the day. Y'all got any more? Yeah, I got another guy. Uh, I think he still has another step to take. I feel like he could be in those conversations where it's like those top seven, whatever point guard, but DeJounte Murray, you know, especially with DeMar DeRozan potentially leaving, you know, through the this offseason, he's going to have to step into more of that scoring role, which I think he he's ready for. You know, he a lot of times in the game, he has those moments where he kind of damn near wants to wave off DeMar DeRozan and get it himself. We already know the defense and everything else is going to be there. But if he could turn into, you know, a nice score, Pete Teams is going to be aware of him. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all. Yeah. I also had Larry Markman. I feel like Larry on the right team, he could have the right jump. I don't know if it's the Bulls. It seems like him and the team hasn't worked. So I feel like if you put him on the right situation where he's, like, comfortable and he's, like, he could be – he's literally, like, a prototypical big that that four spot that teams would want. Like a dude that could just shoot the ball. He might not be that offensively, but he's gonna shoot the ball. He could score, and like he's just that dude that you feel like a lot of teams would want, but it's just not working in Chicago. And I feel like if you put him on the right team, you can see his true value. Don't you think there's a? Don't you think there's kind of like a ceiling to guys like him? Yeah, yeah. Because he is so jump shot reliant at the big position. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I I think that's just more so him. Like he just decides to sit out there and just shoot threes. I feel like if you put him on the right team where people are pushing him to do other shit, maybe he could do it. He's shown us in the past that he could post up, but then like the next year, 
he came out, he just shot number threes. Because that's what he wants to do. Right. I, we, we talked about this other dude too before, but I think uh, that's not a guy I'm talking about. Like, he, he's got he's the type of players we're talking about. But, like, Dario Sarge, I felt like he had kind of hit a peak, you know, especially, like, he he got to the Timberwolves. He just kind of, like, that stretch for, like, he had potential and everything. But, like, he just reju- – he kind of rejuvenated himself to, like, now he's just a backup five. You know, I feel like that's kind of – teams are going to keep that, you know, for the next – because he's going to have a job because he, he just made himself reliable and important again. I feel I like Laurie Market to get him to do the same. Laurie Market has a lot of potential. Yeah, I, like I think at, at at the five, I think is where he's going to be the best. I like Laurie, but I I do see what Cotrero's saying, and I I think that's him. I don't think that that's no team. It's easy to say, oh, just put him on a team with somebody going to push him to do that. Laurie Market kind of passed that. That's like some shit you say for like a first or second year player. Laurie Market is who Laurie Market is. Like he's shooting a lot of jumpers because that's clearly what the hell he want to do. He ain't shooting because he want he he somebody telling him to. No, Larry Marker don't want to get that. Same thing with Przingis. Przingis is shooting on them jump shots because that's what the fuck he want to do. He don't want to be down there in that area. So if he ain't, you know, so Larry gonna have to either start being a marksman and letting Larry, it just Larry grab for forty three percent, or he's always just gonna be in that. Oh, he has potential if that jump shot is falling. But I I, I like Larry. Yeah, uh, I, I do agree with Derek when he says that when he gets to a new team, he'll probably be better than what he is with the Bulls. I think that's that's been like the consensus when it comes to Bulls talent. Like they go somewhere else and they're just better in a different role. Um, so I have no doubt in that. But it's just like, yeah, we see a lot of times he gets a switch to a smaller guard, but instead of like, give me that fucking ball on the yeah. block, he goes to the corner, you know. So those are the type of things that he does and. I don't know. He's on, He's still only. Tw- he's about to be twenty four in a couple of days, so he's still super young. Um, yeah, I like Laurie a lot. I would love for Laurie to be the player that we thought he was going to be that first year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I he remember lo- he was calling him the finisher. The finisher. Get- he dunked on Vucevic and then mean oh. mugged him. He blocked Steph Curry's shot that mean mugged him. We like hell yeah. This is who we got. And then all of that, all of that went away. Kind of. I don't. Yeah. I can't think of a single moment this season where we got like, let's go, Laurie. You know. That was no. like year one, year two. I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't really dunked much this season. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw Larry Markin and dunk. Yeah. Well, you you, know, you also don't watch Bulls games, though. I was, was going to feel like he, he had Look, to some dunk, bro. Talk. So, we were sitting here and watch Bulls games in a party together. When have we been in a party? <laughs> Bro, I bro, we've been saying this for if, if it's not Tuesday or Saturday, we not Damn, talking to you. We don't see. We don't <laughs> talk to you. I'm I'm gonna realistically, I'm gonna go through the bull schedule of the last couple weeks. You tell me if you watch that game. And be honest. Be honest with us. Bulls versus Cavs. No, I did not watch that. <laughs> Bulls versus Hornets. No. He was in a party when that happened, so I know you ain't watched that game. Bulls versus Celtics. Yes. Tatum had put had a bad game in there. You watched that one. Yeah, because he shot like three for seventeen. It was just like and then Kemba and then one day either. It was just a bad game. Grizzlies versus Bulls. What happened in this game? Not what happened. Did you watch it? You should know if you watched it. I think I did game. watch that game. I just can't remember. Did the Bulls win? No. Mike, shut the fuck up. His dad didn't know, bro. He Damn. didn't know. I didn't even see money. Magic versus Bulls. No. Bulls Wait, versus no, no, no. Is that the game the Bulls lost to the Magic? Yes. Yes, I did watch that game because it was very disappointing. So like, you you watched this game? 
Yes, yeah, so they lost by like twenty. It was in its in, in its entirety. They didn't lose. The, they didn't lose by double digits. Oh yeah, because they came back. Yeah, Zach Levine brought them back in the fourth quarter. Yep, I did watch that game. Because I had tweeted like, this, "Is Zach Levine gonna bring them back?" My boy. Okay. And he damn it, he tried, but they just missed a few shots today. So I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do another team, and you tell I'm gonna read you their schedule, and you tell me if you watch that game, okay? <clears throat> Wizards versus Thunder. I watched some of that game last night. Wizards versus Warriors. No. Wizards versus Pistons. No. No, that, no, I did not watch that game at all. So, so you're tweeting. You just tweeted eight in a row, even though it was seven. You didn't watch the game. You just saw that they won and was like, yes, let's go. Yeah. I watched, you know, the one last night, I kind of watched some of it. That's what I just said, Wizards versus Thunder. That was last night. I watched some of it, yeah. I watched some of the game, but not all of it. Very interesting. Um, okay. Well, he hopping on. He hopping on. <laughs> The Bulls suck. I, I don't I don't blame you if you don't watch the Bulls. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to be like, you ain't a real Bulls fan because it's hard to watch their ass. I'm still watching every single game. I can't help myself, but I understand if you aren't. Derek is – Derek I is, go. he's not a fan of any team, to be honest with you. Like, are we being honest? What Derek is is he has a group of teams that he like, and whoever's the most relevant to talk about is who he's going to be the, the quote-unquote fan of. I haven't heard him say much about the fucking Blazers because they haven't been on. They ass, yeah, they ass right now. I haven't heard him say a damn thing about the Spurs. He's not take the Spurs off the list. He is not a Spurs fan. We can just take that off. They don't have LaMarcus no more. He was he was geeked up on the Bulls when they were on top of the headlines after the trade deadline. Since he hasn't, he's actually rooting against them. (laughs) Being about the Wizards in eight seven in a row and not even really watching, but because they're the the thing to fuck with, he's on them. So Derek, you're not really like if we being honest, you're not really a fan of of like a team. You have some teams that you like, but whichever one is the most relevant or the most talked about is the one that you the fan, the current fan of. You're not like a through thick and thin. I'm with the Bulls. When the Bulls make a trade deadline, now you have the Bulls shirt on. When Damian Lillard is in the MVP ladder and the the the, the, the Blazers are talked about and all, now you got your you know you're on your Blazers shit. When the Spurs are sneaking up, yeah, oh, here comes the mighty old Spurs like they always do. <laughs> now it's a blah, blah, blah. We just drafted Devin Vassell. I think he's going to help us and blah, blah, blah. The Wizards. The Wizards is hot and rolling. I ain't heard you ever speak this much about fucking Russell Westbrook. Now here you go. Mm. <laughs> It's okay to it's okay to not be like a fan fan. That's fine. You can still talk basketball, be knowledgeable about basketball without rooting for somebody. Tell me I'm lying though. The Russell Westbrook thing is just like I just I just have faith in it. I didn't have faith in the Bulls to make that push. That's all. That's all. Bro, the Wizards on my shit, bro. I don't like Mike been fuck with the Wizards for more than this month. I want them to make the play. I literally want them to make the playoffs. Like Russell Westbrook has been damn near day. Like one of my favorite plays or like moments from this season. That shit was a, a minute ago, actually. But like, remember that game winner he hit against the Nets when they made like it was like I think it was over KD or some shit like that. But it was like it was an OT, I think. He had hit the game winner. It was from deep, and I think I was mad too because Bradley Beal had a big game, and he didn't take the shot. He didn't take the shot. He actually passed that bitch up, but he took it anyway. But regardless, like Russell Westbrook has been a demon this season. It's like. I don't know. It's been some. It's been hard not to root for him. Like you literally, you. it's hard not to. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I would just love to just see him in the playoff atmosphere again. 
the so if they win the the 10C, are you confident that they're going to be in the playoffs? I was. I was so thinking. wait, did you bet money on them making the playoffs or making the play in? Playoffs. Oh, yo ass lost that fifteen dollars, my G. So they they'd have to beat the Pacers, then beat the loser of Heat versus Hornets. Yeah. Okay. So you don't got the, no faith in them? No, no, no. I'm not saying I don't have faith I'm in them. I'm talking about Derek. Oh. I'm talking about Derek. You don't think they can beat those teams? Yeah. The way the Wizards have been rolling? That's why he bet the money. Obviously, he believes that. I'm saying you that I would. Say like, well, okay. I would be like skeptical that. because just because those are those are tough games that they have to win. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's impossible because they got two of the better players in the league. But it's kind of like two of the better players in the league plus, you know, it's just like who, mm -hmm. I, who else do you trust over there? Then you got for Ben Hooper, but that's a product of Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> hey, who the best backcourt in the NBA? I that's think it's a, DJ. Bro, it's that's an easy answer. It's it's who? It's out in Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn. He said, oh, shit. I tweet. After I that, though. James after Harden that. Kyrie. I was beginning about James Harden and Kyrie. But after that, you think it's Dame and CJ still? Yeah. Not Westbrook and Beal? No. Hmm. Very interesting. You got some interesting. Or not, not, not CP or book, not CP and book. You got some interesting Russell tweets from back in the day. Uh oh. To be all on this. Uh oh, he's digging. He's digging. Cause you know, Portland and OKC used to go at it. But fuck, said did Russell Westbrook not read the scouting report? And it's a gift of of literally like. Oh, he, he was leaving. He left. He was leaving him open. <laughs> Russell Westbrook might as well hand his OKC jersey on up. Your shit didn't even make sense. Westbrook <laughs> might as well had his OKC jersey on for that possession. He gave them the game. Oh. That makes sense. He I don't know what play he's talking about, but that, that, that seems no, very on brand. Westbrook yeah, just yeah. said, Nurk is trash. He about to eat now. <laughs> <laughs> Westbrook gonna see that man and his nightmares for weeks. Dang, you were big. You were big into this rivalry, huh? Forces are saying Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he tw him tweeting that. <laughs> like, who the fuck is he? It turned out. <laughs> then out of nowhere, Westbrook isn't gonna let the Wizards miss the playoffs. <laughs> hey, was I wrong with that sources? I had sources. Didn't you tweet that after Wolds though? Yes, exactly. You tweeted that after <laughs> Wolds. You like? <laughs> Hell no. But you do have some shit taken up. For us, KB tweeted in 2017, Harden for MVP. Don't at me if your only reason is that Westbrook is having a triple double. I still Derek, believe that, by the way. James Harden should have won an MVP award. Not Westbrook. Derek tweeted and replied. Because Westbrook is obviously the best player in the league this year, obviously. My boy Derek, I, I agree. <laughs> Westbrook, man. Westbrook was on God. some shit. Talking about Harden. Hey, hey. Harden was hooping, hooping that season two, bro. Harden What's was on some next level shit. I got a couple questions for y'all. Because we do a podcast together two days out of the week for the last, I don't know how many years. Like three. And it's certain so many things that I don't know about y'all. Like mm -hmm. Mike, Derek, you would know because if you was in a party, but you don't be. Um... Uh, I'll ask Mike what his favorite food was. Do you know what my favorite food is, Derek? We we like part of something and we don't even know casual things. Like, for instance, if you wasn't feeling like let's say we got to New York and you had a headache or you needed to stay in the room for whatever, and we went out to go get something to eat real quick, 
and we was like, oh shit, I know Derek Harmon. Let me grab him something. Would you know what to grab one of us, Derek? Like, uh, like, oh, let me look out for my boy. I know he's hungry, but he he on the phone doing something, and he probably like. So let me grab him something to eat real quick. You know, on some looking out for your man type shit. Would you know what to grab one of us? Yeah, uh, for you, okay. chicken wraps, um, chicken tenders, fries. You like your burgers with only lettuce and pickles. My boy, um, he made a couple of them bitches. Bacon too. Yeah, he had bacon on his burgers. KB, uh, I appreciate you knowing that, my boy. Yeah, that was really good. KB is less picky, so I could kind of get him a little bit of everything. Not, it's not really much that I see here and say that like I don't like it. Like I hate. But it. but you got to think about dietary restrictions too. Oh, my yeah. I got uh, allergies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I would have yeah. to call KB because he he gonna be like, yeah, I can't have this and this on this. <laughs> He talking about I give him a little bit of everything. He trying to kill him. <laughs> I want to hear the mic answer because I'm I'm I think I'm the easiest one. Everybody know I'm picky Pete. So shit, get Pete some fucking fries and a, a chicken tender for me. I think Mike is the get his ass anything, anything. guy. He gonna eat it. I think he to get you can get Mike just a burger. That motherfucker could, they could put motherfucking uh, a piece of metal on that motherfucker. Mike, I'm like, oh, shit, all right. <laughs> Damn, this metal crispy. <laughs> but D Mills, I don't know what I would. I would probably just get you. I would get you some shit where it's like everything on it. I don't know if you a guy that don't like pickles or you hate onions. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, we don't know these things. I don't know what your favorite food is. Maybe I go to a place and you don't even really fuck with burgers. Maybe you're a chicken sandwich dude. You know Bro, what I mean? Maybe I, I, I literally can eat anything. I, I there's not really much that I look on a menu and be like, I, I don't really like that. Like I, right. I'm very adventurous and I would try different shit. Okay. So like, but Derek. Eat anything. Derek is the type of dude that had that like that grown man shit too. Like we'll go to a restaurant, he'd be like, "Yeah, let me get the corned beef hash," and we'll all be getting like pancakes or something yeah, like that. He is. Right. No, he, he is. He, that's why he should be a foodie. Like he got to be like a YouTube foodie. You like we should we we have to have a food umbrella. And I think my shit would be me probably trying some shit, and then Derek would just be like, Derek can be the one putting you on some new shit to try, right? Cause he, yeah, right. like corned beef hash. That's a very good observation, Mike. That's literally some shit that my forty-year-old mom eats. <laughs> like, and I look at it like, you bugging, <laughs> like corned beef. I'm not even, but I, I'm not even eating corned beef hash off the name. Do y'all like corned beef sandwiches? No, no. I do. Yeah, I do. Oh, I do. No. Corned beef. I'm not fire, putting in my body. What the fuck? Corned beef is actually a hit, bro. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. It, it, it sounds like it is because a lot of people like that shit. Like mm -hmm. when I watch like sandwich makers or sandwich shops on TV or whatever, um, corned beef is one of the, the things people get the most. Su Suzanne is Irish, so like they're big into corned beef. So we have oh. that kind of often here. And if it's made right, that shit could be a hit. Really, be a hit. My mom even uses. Like, she uses it and shit. It's so good, bro. Yeah. What's y'all favorite dipping sauce? Like, if I got y'all some chicken nuggets, or mm -hmm. is everybody in here barbecue or somebody ranch? Somebody like sweet and sour? I like, I like, yeah, I like barbecue. Buffalo is good as fuck, but, like, I, I I really like spicy foods. Like, I'll try all the spicy shit if we, we come across some new shit. Mm. I, don't, actually, I don't dip shit in buffalo sauce. I feel like buffalo sauce is just on top of it. Yeah, yeah. it goes on it. Like I'm not gonna have buffalo sauce and dip my fries. Mm -hmm. I'll take I some like honey my, mustard my, as a dipping sauce. I'll oh, take honey mustard. mustard dude? Yeah, okay. I'll take honey mustard. Honey mustard isn't good everywhere. Not everywhere has a good honey mustard. I can see that. I tried honey. That's one of the things I did try because I'm like, man, this shit must be a hit. Everybody, all... I didn't like it. I put uh, that shit on my salads. Like that's my that's my dressing on my salad. Yeah, honey, honey mustard dressing is pretty good. Mm -hmm. They yeah, have it. Um, 
Huh? What you finna say? Jay Alexander has a crazy good honey mustard dressing. I know they do because they fucking make you take it. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> me and my girl always get like, well, now I get this thing. Next time you go there, get the Hyde Park. Get Hyde Park. Just like the area in Chicago, Hyde Park. That's the name of this grilled chicken uh, breast sandwich. That motherfucker so good. I just went and got one the other day from like curbside pickup. That shit is <laughs> immaculate, bro. Immaculate. They put like monetary jack cheese on it. It's, it's, it's very good. But um, yeah. When we, we used to get these uh these little this like they call Mr. Jack chicken tenders, like the platter or whatever. And like no matter how many times you tell them, like oh, I don't need the honey mustard, they're gonna put the fucking honey mustard on your plate. <laughs> they like they, so I'm like that shit gotta be good because they will not not give you it. like they're like oh no you trust me you want this honey mustard like bro I do not want this shit bro we were talking about that shit yesterday and you brought it up Culver's is a damn hit bro KBS had to be like bro I'm, I'm having it today I'm tomorrow. going I'm going yeah, today yeah, bro. Culver's, Culver's is the real deal bro I was asking them all yesterday early while we was on a party what they ate because I'd be trying to look for inspiration because in this area that we in you could fall into the trap of just kind of eating the same shit like yeah that's you me get into the Portillo's hole like oh you look up and you had Portillo's constantly I be getting tired of that shit so I'll be like man what's what y'all have Terrence said Chick-fil-a nah I forgot what Mike said. Contrera had something from the crib. So I'm like, damn, what the hell? I was trying to get Buffalo Wild Wings chicken wrap, but they wasn't taking the Uber Eats order. They were saying they not taking Uber Eats order at the time. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> so now I'm driving. Pass up. Um, I passed up hands themselves. They had a football game randomly going on in <laughs> April. Like the lights is on, people in the stands. I'm like, what the fuck? I look over to football teams. I'm like, what the hell? But yeah, I hit up Culver's and that shit bit me back. <laughs> it bit me back and I'm like bro Culver's is always that place where you don't go often it don't it ain't a place you constantly go to but when you get that motherfucker every three months it's gonna bite your jaw back mm-hmm. you bite it but people at home I know when something good it bite back you damn the fuck we had a, had a crazy story about Culver's bro like back oh in my high school God. we had this like y'all know who Rayvon is like Rayvon looks older bro he looks older than what he is like right. in middle school like he had a full beard, full beard yep him and his brother, uh, what's my boy? Brian. Brian, yep. Shout out to my boy Brian. Dumb, I don't know what's up with their genetics, but them motherfuckers at 11 got full beard. <laughs> hey, 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 that shit worked from this day, bro. We was up there and it's, we had like a game. So we went to go get some Culver's before our game, which makes a lot of sense thinking back at it. But like, we were literally about to get our food and shit like that. And it's like old couple comes up to Rayvon and he's like, Here's like 20, 40 bucks so you can get your kids something to eat. And this is like three of us. Like, we're literally all teammates and shit. And it's like, shit, we just got some free bread. Facts. They thought we were his kids, bro. But that's <laughs> mad disrespectful. <laughs> <It> really <is. laughs> And he just took it, right? Hell he, yeah, we took that money. Like, as a man... If you out with your kids and another family comes up and say, "Let me buy your," and it, it wasn't, it wasn't like one person was eating and we were watching them eating. We were all just yeah. chilling, and they were just like, "He need help. He need help." <laughs> okay. Low key, maybe a little racist undertone that we ain't really oh, pick yeah. up as freshmen in high school. We ain't really pick it, it up, but it was. But man, look, I'll, I'll tell you the story, bro. My anniversary was last weekend. I got Dana a ring. I, 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 but I'm at this place shopping for it. 
I'm at this particular mall. I'm not going to do as a Derek and say what mall. <laughs> but in this particular mall, I have befriended the guy that works at Mrs. Field Cook. I have been there so many times that he started to recognize me. So now that we don't, <laughs> I don't know what his nationality is, but um, he got some type of like a little accent. He speaks English, but it's a, t- a little accent. But he's a very nice dude. Very nice dude. He actually befriended me. I came in there. I used to come in there so much. He like waved me down one time. Like, I know you. I know. This one, I had a mask on. So now every time I go in that particular mall, I go chat with him. And I try to support him in some way. Buy a little cookie here. Buy a water. Something. I'm there. I'm talking to him. He asks me how his life. I'm telling him I'm here. I'm looking for a ring for my girl. It's our anniversary. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he asked me at the end of our conversation. like... So which cookies you want? You want the uh, the small chocolate chip like you got last time? I'm like, man, I got to slow down on the cookies. I actually ain't going to buy none today. I'm going to buy some waters, though. So I buy like two waters. And after I buy them, he gives me a thing of cookies anyway, like on him for free. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's some nice ass shit. He didn't have to do that, right? So now me, I want to pay it for. I want to I wanna do something back. Um, so a, a lady walks up. And I asked her, I'm like, uh, what you about to get? She she looked at me like I'm crazy. No bullshit, no exaggeration. Looks at me like I am crazy. So I said, like, what you about to get? I, I'll pay for it. Because I, I didn't know if she didn't understand me or something. And she started talking to me, like, in a tone where, like, I disrespected her. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at him, like, is this, is, I ain't even gonna call out a name. I'm like, I'm crazy. Like, she, does she understand? So I say it again, like, this is my friend. I break it down, <laughs> like, this is my friend. He just gave me something, so I'm I'm gonna pay it for. I'll buy your. She she like, no, I have my own. Something I'm like, I had. She blew me so much, I had to just walk off because I was about to. Like, bitch, you got some nerve. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, even if you didn't want it, you just say no, thank you. But how are you mad? Because I'm trying to do something nice. Well, like, we yeah. live in a world where a motherfucker got an attitude for trying to do something nice. Again, if you didn't want to take it, all you had to say was no, thank you, or no, I'm fine. But she had like a tone that was like, motherfucker, move type shit. And I was like, whoa, I had to walk off because I didn't even want to go back and forth with her in front of my homie staff. Hey, if D Mills had walked in, like a person that his ass, you would have said that same shit. Same thing, bro. After me, I I have a girlfriend. I'm cool. I don't want that. Her mouth fucked up. She had a mask on. I could tell her whole shit fucked up. That's how you (laughs) got a mask on. I couldn't even see, and I can tell by how she talk. Her shit just gone. I don't buy no no bra no cookies because I like them. I'm in a whole three two year relationship. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If it was Derek and his two kids, I would have said it's on me. Whoever was next behind me. Was gonna be, was have, gonna be have y'all ever done that? Like, I'm gonna pay for the car behind me in the drive through. I do it all the time at Starbucks. I've wanted to, Starbucks, I, I buy the car behind me. That's I what's up, to, but I, I haven't. I wanted to, I don't know how to do it though. I'm like, thinking about doing it now. You just you just inspired me to do a good deed, even though because I don't know. How do I know they order? You feel facts, yeah. they tell you at Starbucks, simply they'll tell you, like, all right, their total is blah blah blah. Do you still want to do it? Because, like, one time I'm not gonna lie, they told me the car behind me was like $28, and I was like. They probably like this broke ass motherfucker. Emails, <laughs> <laughs> you can't give a fuck when you ask. But I just wanted like I I wouldn't want to be like here's twenty for the next and then they shit is like thirty. 
And it's right. like, oh, you paid 20 of your thing. I don't want to make sure I cover their shit. Right. I might do it when I go to Culver's later, bro. I'm just going to be like, let me. But Culver's kind of low-key, kind of expensive with it. They are. But listen, that is, if it is a place to do it, that is a great place. Because, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound insensitive or, you know, uh, whatever. But Culver's is, and it's a place, it's, it, my girlfriend pointed this out to me. It's an older folks place. Like older people like it. So she said that to me. I didn't realize it. Then when I went yesterday, I only saw old people. Right. Like the lady in front of me was like, citizens discount. Citizens discount. <laughs> I pulled out and it was an old lady driving. So I'm like, oh, Dana was right. Like this this is like older people love their fucking cover. So if you are, that's a great place. You're going to make some older person date. Like they going to. You know, um, I've been to Bertillo's once. Like, we were inside, so, like, you know, we on the menu board, you ordered the menu board, so there's like cars behind you. And, like, there was one 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 time we got like 10 cars in, like, people were just buying a car behind them. And then this one person, she was like, I was like, everybody's been paying for the car behind them. Are you going to do it? Are you going to continue it? She was like, no. And so then she just broke the cycle. Hey, yeah, she shouldn't have to. Shit, fuck, yeah, I know. Fuck she didn't have to. But, like, it was kind of crazy seeing people pay for like 40. Thirty dollar dinners is like yeah, hey, no. they, they so, Starbucks is a good place to do it because at the most you probably not. I mean, the twenty eight dollars is probably an outlier. You're probably spending what eight, yeah. nine dollars, ten dollars, yeah. maybe. Right. Um. Now, so that means she got her food for free, there. Yeah. Her food was free, but she didn't pay that's, for her. Now that's what I don't hey. understand. That, okay. That, no, okay. That yeah. Bogus because yeah. her shit is free, so you planned on spending X amount of dollars anyway. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's I don't see how that gets how that gets broken. Because your <laughs> shit is free. Like yeah, yeah. So she kinda is bogus now. It's those people that don't care, bro. It's like John. Could you imagine? John Nance might treat them. If yeah. they're like, you want to pay for the car, you know, car for it or behind you, he might low-key treat them. Like yeah. he's gonna smack his lips hard as hell probably. I be wanted to do that shit on a higher level, but I I'd be I'd be scared of offending people. Yeah. Like I be wanting to do that. Like I go to Target all the time. I see a little kid that wants some shit, and they, you know what I mean. Like, but I don't know how to, you know, like how do you approach it? Like, oh, I get, I don't want to seem weird. It's it's a weird world we live in. Right. Where you do type weird shit all the time, and you don't. I don't be wanting to offend people. So it, it and then after that happened, she seemed like she like she really had a problem. So I'm like, I don't even. It's fucked up. Where so I mean, I guess the pay for shit would be the best way because yeah, I'll be seeing shit in Target all the time when you just go in a kid aisle and you see a kid looking at some shit that they probably can't get, or they are you hear a parent be like, No, we can't get it this time, and you mm-hmm. just want to be like, I'll buy it for them, or you know, but then you don't you don't know what the kid may just be a badass kid who ain't getting <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right. It, it, it might be like a part of a punishment or something. Yeah, it can't it yeah. ain't that they can't afford it probably, especially in the area we live in, but it's just like Doing some nice shit to change somebody's life. You pay it for one person, they might be the worst day of their life. Like, oh, bro, let me tell y'all a story. So we was, I was at work. This girl came through the drive-through, right? She, first of all, fucking quit that job, bro. (laughs) So she didn't have her debit card. Still there. She forgot her wallet, right? So I told her it's good. What you want? I was like, she was like, I just want a bro chicken sandwich and some fries. I was like, I got you. Don't even trip. Like. I'll take care of it. I was like, you want something to drink? It's on me. I got it. Like, so she comes back later. Man, that's the fact. Derek is that they're gonna get that for my mom before. We I appreciate that too, bro. So Derek ain't lying. Derek, Derek has done that before. My mama came home, like, I seen Derek and he said he got it. That was so nice. That's so, <laughs> so she come back later. I wasn't outside, I had went to the bathroom or something. She came looking for me. 
she wrote like a she went and bought a card from like Walgreens and she put a $25 Visa gift card in it. Oh wow. And she wrote like a sweet little note in there saying, Hey Derek, thank you for the meal. I appreciate it or whatever. Blah blah blah. And I was like, wow. Me spending like ten, thirteen dollars gave me a twenty five dollar gift card. Right. This is I, I didn't even do it for that. That story just proves the point. I'd be trying to tell people majority of the people in this world are good people. You know what I'm saying? It's just the, the small percentage of bad people we, we focus on, but like majority of people are good. Majority of people are giving and more majority of people are caring. So And the bad people, all they need is something good to happen to them because some people hey, we are all as much as shit could not be going our way sometimes. A lot of a lot most of us are being fortunate. Like when you hear certain people's stories and what certain people going through, you start to understand, oh, I see why you are quote unquote like a bad person. Like I probably would be too if like my parents didn't give a fuck about me and you know nobody cared if I ate. Like when you hear some people's stories and they, like the environments they was raised in and how things were, you can understand not that it's okay to be a bad person, but like it's an understanding like oh shit, that's all you knew was bad. So right. what the hell? And like that's what I'm saying. Like you do some nice shit, it may change a person's whole perspective on life and can say their life. You never know what a person going through. Somebody's dad could be died, have died, and they like, man, I just want my favorite Portillo sandwich to get through this day. And you done fucking paid for. It. They like, wow, that's mm-hmm. a sign. You know, and they they think that that's their dad from heaven showing them a sign. Like I'm, I, I'm still taking care of. You. And that is just fucking change somebody's life. So, yeah. but it's, it's again, we live in such a weird weird world where you can't sometimes even do nice shit because yeah. it's like people be looking at you crazy. And I I get it. But I'd be wanting to do more, but it's like you got to worry about offending somebody and people always think that doing something nice come with something like, you know, what I mean, like if I was like, hey, I- I'll get you your Starbucks drinks. The girl going to think I'm trying to get her number after her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I understand. But it's like, damn, sometimes I just want to be. And I guess that's probably why the pay it for is the best way thing. I don't I just don't eat fast food that often to do that. I'm not even trying to be in no fast food line all the time while I'm constantly paying it for it. But just like New Balance, like the New Balance store I go to, they show me so much love every time I go. Like I'm, I was thinking about like, man, the next time I go, I got to show like a box of donuts for them or some shit. But then it's like, oh, it's COVID. <laughs> right. So they might be like, we can't take this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like, this is all crazy. Hey. I think that's the end of the episode, man. If you enjoyed it, be said to leave it a like, five stars on all platforms. And we will be back on Tuesday with, of course, another banger episode, man. Hopefully we inspire somebody to do something nice. Even if you ain't rich or got money, it it takes nothing to make somebody day, man. Holding the door open for somebody. A compliment. Yeah, a compliment. Somebody accidentally go wrong at a four-way stop sign instead of being like, what the fuck you doing? Hey, you good? You know what I mean? That's my biggest thing, bro. Anytime I'm at a stoplight, it turned green, and the person in front of me, I give them like two, three seconds, bro, because I be doing the same shit. I pay attention. I hate when a motherfucker be honking at me immediately, bro. I'm trying to work on that. When a person do something wrong in the car, I'm always heated or, or mad. I'm trying to work on they human, they made a mistake, and we're both fine. Cool. Yeah. But I'm never going to get over the jackass behind me trying to maneuver and get mad because I'm doing five over the limit. Bro, if you're late, that's your problem. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do 80 and a 40 because you, that rest of us not going to do exactly, 40 bro. miles over the limit because you running late. Then they try to aggressively go around you. No, 
Yeah, that's my favorite. When they try to aggressively go around you, we both end up hey, in the real life. Who gonna pay your ticket, Pete? If you get pulled over <laughs> trying to do some shit, kind of compete with him, who gonna pay your ticket? Not him. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he do that. If he scratched my car trying to aggressively go around me and he scratch it, who gonna pay for his new teeth? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> oh, we out. Me my car, you paying for my shit with your insurance and you're gonna have to get some new teeth. Pull 